Too Many Comics, episode 141. Brooks, we've got for just a normal week a, a ton of news, so I'm going to jump right in here. And uh, yeah, this isn't the biggest news, but I just keep putting it in here because I'm so very excited uh, for the Umbrella Academy and its filming. They added another key role, star John Magaro. He was, well, he was in The Big Short. Uh, I'm not familiar with him, but they keep adding people to this. It's currently filming. You know, it's picking up steam. I'm ready to see it later this year. That's all. So not the tennis player. John Magaro. No, Magaro. Magaro. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm I, probably saying it wrong. I never heard of it. And, and uh, I, I got to say, whoever is responsible for the uh, Umbrella Academy PR machine, they're earning their keep. They really have been teasing this news out regularly. Every time somebody gets added, yeah. There are a lot of characters to fill in that book, though, so there's probably a couple more uh, press releases coming our way. Also, I can't help but notice that the way that they have spelled Netflixes in the headline is weird. Are you are you seeing this? Yeah, no apostrophe or anything. It, it's like a dyslexic person had their hands at it, and that's not making fun. It's just Although maybe odd. our service stripped out the uh, apostrophe. That's possible. But well, I, see, I, I see a colon elsewhere. So what the hell? All right. Well, either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked uh, a lot recently about the the, the refresh that Marvel's going to have going on, um, and we. It may mention this a little bit of these two writers in particular, but Marvel, uh, they did finally confirm the Multiple Man book and a Cosmic Ghost Rider series. So last week we sort of just had the the rumors of the Multiple Man book by Matthew Rosenberg. That is confirmed. And then Cosmic Ghost Rider series will be done by a friend of the show, Donnie Cates. So these two are, are big news over at Marvel right now. Donnie Cates, man, you get after it. And I'd like to think that I think that we were – Semi-responsible for this. We gave him a platform years ago. The editors listened to our show and yeah. pegged him. A platform of dozens. have <laughs> uh, come for it. There are more even dozens, but okay. Uh, that's good. You know, though that does give me hope. I, I always feel, I, I told you multiple times that when we do this thing, I always forget that people could actually listen to it. And then I'm like, Ugh, what did I say? In fact, uh, a quick follow-up. This is not in the notes. So I told you before about the whole situation about the garbage in New York. And I'm talking about when you go to a restaurant. That's not, not even like at your house. And you and you have the option at these restaurants to to throw away garbage in particular categories. And I always, you know, whatever. So my friend listened to the show, and I got this treatment about how about, about not knowing about what garbage to do and then sort of just laughing it off like the, the earth will be you know decimated before long so who gives a shit i got the i'm not mad i'm disappointed routine get over get over yourself yeah. <laughs> well look he did fix my, my computer though so i mean it's worth keeping him around is all i'm saying well i will say that i don't know you throwing the trash in the correct thing does not have that great an impact on the earth well I, I, well it's it's one of those just just every vote counts alan <laughs> yeah, every okay. vote counts okay so i'm sorry matt i'll do a better job of recycling in the future okay yes. uh-huh. and in the meantime you. vote for people who care about the environment so <laughs> your, yeah. your 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 efforts of throwing away trash are not you know rolling back down the hill in your face <laughs> uh Furthermore, TV show news, they got a new promo of Cloak and Dagger. And I don't know if this would, I think it had been confirmed before, but I had forgotten. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, Freeform, comes out June 7th. So that's right around the corner. Seems like forever. Yeah, you know, they 
they teased this before Runaways ever got teased, and we've already had a full season of Runaways now. So I feel like they've been sitting on this for quite some time. Yeah, but I mean, June. My God, it's early March. And we do have new Jessica Jones this week, though. And, uh, yes, and also, I, there was already stuff about Iron Man. I'm sorry, Iron Man. Iron Fist mm-hmm. happening. I saw that. So, yeah, stuff's happening. I am looking forward to the uh, Jessica Jones. I think we discussed how much that was our favorite of, of them all, and mm-hmm. uh, look, looking forward to it. Very much so. Some more Brian Michael Bendis follow-up, speaking of Jessica Jones. He... So now there was some worries about what was going to happen with his books, his offshoot books, whenever he went to DC. Uh, so he's got two new books, Pearl, which he's doing with Michael Gatos, co-creator of the uh, Jessica Jones series, and Cover with David Mack. And then the news that Jinx World, uh, his books, uh, will be finding a new home at DC Comics, and they will everything will sort of be republished over there. So if you were a fan of everything else that Brian Michael Bendis does on the side, you know, Fret no more. You will continue to be able to read Powers and United States of Murder, Inc. and Takio and a lot of books that people have enjoyed over the years. But aside from Powers, it's sort of been like a few issues would come out and then there wouldn't be an issue for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the only thing I the reservations I have about that. Well, uh, I also saw in Brian Michael Bendis news that there was a special in Comixology. Did you see this? A lot of his books were made available for free. Ooh, I did not see that. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I downloaded a couple of them. Did I read them? No, but I have. Okay. Them. All right. Well, that's that's the main thing. That's what matters. Well, yeah, it's the thought that counts, right? Yeah. So tell me about <laughs> Walking Dead's mid-season premiere. So I mean, the thing is about this show is this is becoming one of those shows that I watch begrudgingly, right? For for years, the show was so great, and it was really you have to admit, as someone that doesn't watch it, people talked about it. It was mm-hmm. very popular and widely discussed and all of it. And it's just gotten to be like a labor of love. The latest thing was uh, – spoiler alert if you haven't heard this yet, America. So Carl Grimes, who is the son of the lead character, who in the books has, has really advanced to be a an almost male lead, if not just r- right there. They killed him off the show. He's like 17. Killed him off the show. He'd been on the show from the very beginning. He was a little boy when it started. They killed him, which is different from the books. And the fans have spoken. They really are not feeling this twist. Because the the show has always done an interesting job of sort of here and there sticking to the script and here and there really going their own way. And so this was the second lowest uh, midseason return since the show started. And we're talking about like season two when it was kind of just getting its sea legs. So this could be this could be an example of where, you know, whereas they said originally that the show was going to go on and on and on, maybe not. Okay, great. Finally, <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, like it, I said, it's similar I, to the book. I mean, I, I we've probably talked about this on the show in, at times past, but I'm a fan of TV shows that have a plan. You know, out, yeah, outside of The Simpsons. You've, you know, tell your story and get out. Like the more you drag it on and Showtime is, is the one that's always been terrible at this uh, of just riding shows forever, endeavor, endeavor. And you compare that to things like, you know, HBO, The Wire was five seasons and done. Sopranos was it, I think maybe five seasons. It might could have been longer. Um, Breaking Bad, five seasons and done. Like tell the story and be done with it. Quit. You know, Kirkman, he's got all these other books, all these other ideas, 
I sometimes get the sense that he's just like, I hit big with The Walking Dead. I'm just going to milk it for all it's worth, man. Just <laughs> whatever it takes. Yeah. The Walking Dead, Talking Dead. Let's keep this book going. Let's keep the thing going. Like, there's no end in sight. Um, well, yes, I, I think they should end the damn thing. And also, going back to what you said, uh, Simpsons uh, should also end. End that show. End it. <laughs> end of the show. It probably that should have ended it. at, like, season, after season 10. Yeah, I think season 10 was, like, the last of the best. But like the, the worst last, of Yeah, like the, maybe, like, the last season that had more than four good episodes in it. Yeah, so... Anyways, sorry. So, 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 and on a low note. So, anyway, so, so that's good. So, let's just jump into the day debut review that we had here, which okay. was the Wilds out of uh, Black Mask Studios. Yeah, it is a super long summary, so I'm not going to read it again. Um, tune into last week's episode if you'd like to hear all about it, or just read it yourself. We need the downloads. Yeah. Anyways, this is Vita Ayala and Emily Pearson, the Wilds out of Black Mask Number One. We we always talk about. Black Mask and the the hype machine of the books. Um, someday I would like to get someone from Black Mask on here, or maybe find. There's got to be somebody has to have written about Black Mask somewhere. This this little comics publisher that has more hits than misses. You know what I mean? It's it's sort mm-hmm. of astonishing. This book to me, um, while not as good as something like Four Kids Walking to a Bank. Um, is nowhere near like a couple of the bad things that, that we've read on there, like uh, um, that terrorist one uh, or whatever. But this, <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it was called. Young terrorist, maybe. Uh, this story to me is, is very intriguing. It's got a lot of, um, God, it's, um, the name is escaping me, but there's something we read recently or maybe something that you had me read. Um, anyways, I, I'm intrigued by, by what's going on here. Like what, why are things the way they are? These people are hanging out. You know, she so easily, freely picks up. I feel like it's a mistake from the get-go that she picked this guy up, but I don't fully understand why. So so let's pivot here. So we are in a, it's possible, not too distant future, right? Mm-hmm. And there has been a Walking Dead-style pandemic that's happened, right? So people yes. are, are being a coming of, and they, what, they grow flowers out of their bodies Wait, did you notice this yeah it's really weird what it was that but they're zombie like they're zombie like <laughs> and then we're we're slingshotted further into the future where we have a, a new system and we have a, a what's called runners and you basically are responsible for carrying goods and services to and fro from this main compound to other outpost areas i, I hope i'm not stumbling too hard through here but that's what i gathered right yeah yeah and then right. and, and then i mean for what it's worth we had a lesbian sex scene with lots of nudity so yeah, there's that so there's that <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's what it was drawn very um, well it, yeah <laughs> so then and then, then some type of coup is staged and we find that also not surprisingly being a runner is also a dangerous line of work but the main character feels indebted somehow plus you have access to utilities and then it's over so it I ends know, very abruptly i don't know what to make of it and uh remind me of the creative team because I, I i'm 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 doing this so i can't do it all alan Vita ayala and emily pearson a couple of ladies Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, I, I, I'm on the fence, to be honest with you. It was not to your point. It was not bad at all. No, but I, I but I didn't love it. 
And, you know, when there's too many comics. That's what I'm saying. You got to be selective how you do that. So I don't know. I'm in, I'm intrigued. I, it ends abruptly. I'm not sure what's coming. Like what the, you know, what coup is like, what is clearly some shit's about to go down. I'm not fully understanding of what it is. Um, I'd like to see that play out at the very least. So I could perhaps be in on this, uh, second issue and see if it's something that would pick up from there. Do we know if this is going to be a mini series, a full on going thing? Uh Oh, you got Siri to do it. You got Siri to pick this up for you. Uh, good Lord. You got to keep that in the show. I, I might. We'll see. Uh, I do not know uh, what's happening with that. No, uh, I do not know. Yeah. Okay. Well, God, my classifications of what things I buy, I would probably put this in when the second issue comes out and I scroll through the comicsology list and I see it, I will probably buy it. Uh, well, okay. Does so that we'll, make sense? Well, the, sure, I guess. It all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. Well, it's sense. not something I'm, I'm subscribing to. Um, it's something that I would definitely read a trade of when it's done. I mean, I was intrigued by this first issue. I, you know, I'm, I'm in on the story. Um, I think they did a good job putting this book together. Uh, it's definitely one of the one, you know, one of the better black mask, um, books, I think, uh, just to, in, in terms of, of the things I've read, not at the top, but, but definitely something that, uh, can capture, capture mind a little bit. It's got an 8.0 critic rating on comic book roundup, but a 6.5 user rating. That's not good. Mm-mm. Usually that's, it's that's, the other way around. That's D plus territory. Well, either way, if if I find this when it when it comes through, I will uh, I'll pick it up and let you know. Okay, well I appreciate that. Well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> I just made. <laughs> By the way, all right. So next week we have I feel we have turned a corner with respect to new stuff, and I'm going to go with I'm, I think we should put them both in here. Thoughts on this? I could I could be down for this. Okay, so what's the first choice? First choice is Gideon Falls number one. Okay, this I can't is a brand new ongoing series from the acclaimed best-selling creative team of Old Man Logan and Green Arrow. The lives of a, of a reclusive young man obsessed with a conspiracy in the city's trash and a washed-up Catholic priest arriving in a small town full of dark secrets become intertwined around the mysterious legend of the Black Barn, an otherworldly building that is alleged to have appeared in both the city and the small town throughout history, bringing death and madness in its wake. Rural mystery and urban horror collide in this character-driven meditation on obsession, mental illness, and faith. And this is Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. I don't think you could do wrong with this. I really don't. This has These been guys, hyped for quite some time. And I'm loving this cover here, which reminds me almost like a 1021 island shape. But it's not. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see what I'm saying? It could be. <laughs> yes, yep. I mean, in particular, I mean, listen, Jeff Lemire has had a lot of output. Andrew Sorrentino, not so much. And I only mention that because Jeff Lemire has had more, has had more opportunities to be – to not stick the landing. I have not seen anything of Andrew Sorrentino's that was not brilliant. So you know the art is very important when it comes to comic books because we would read, again, real books if we weren't interested in that. Yes, yeah, judged by the cover and – and yeah, everything we'll, else. Yeah, we'll put it down if the art is terrible. On the Panel, but yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't like reading that much, but uh, I, I, I this has a lot of potential to me. So I, I, I might even I've already pre-ordered it, but I could see myself being a becoming a subscriber 
uh, post-haste, for real. Ooh, I can't wait. Okay. Before even reading it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I could eat my words, but I won't. And not on this show. <laughs> I'll tell so people the, not on the show. The other book we've got in here uh, is out of um, an old an old favorite Alterna Comics, who we've we've interviewed many a peeps on this uh, this very show, including the author of this book, Cody Sousa. This is is this Sunitas? How do you pronounce I would, this? I would say Sinitis. Sinitis. That that's why I would do it, but I could okay. be wrong. Sinitis, number one of three, says mysterious voices lure a man back to his hometown to visit an abandoned house that he used to frequent as a child. But as he journeys through his old hangout, he encounters a supernatural presence that forces him to face his past and his darkest fears. So that's something. Yeah. We, uh, listen, we've had Cody on the show and have read his previous book, so I think we wrote to him. (laughs) And I'm struggling to find it. I can't remember what it was called. Croak. That's right. Okay, good. Which I read the whole thing. Did you wrap it up? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, a long time ago. Long time. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's easy I mean, to get the alternate books mixed mixed up though, because we've what was the other one? Trespasser, which yeah, was Justin I, Ryan, Justin Ryan, Ryan, Justin Ryan, and that was a great book. Of course, you and I both back the printed uh, version of it, and I hope he has other things cooking too. I see your point. Confused the two gentlemen, and was I thought this was going to be Justin Ryan's thing, and I was like, wait, no, no, that's somebody else from uh, Alterna. But even still, I'm happy that Cody Seuss is doing the thing. That dude hustles. I told yeah. you before, he's at every con, and he prints his own merch. Merch. I'm such a douche. <laughs> Pardon my French. That is a French word. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'd be curious to see how this shakes out, and I will ping him to see if he would come back and talk about it. My sense is he's going to say yes, because we, we, we've only gotten more popular in the past couple of years, right? This is very true. <laughs> and we could sell a couple books. A couple, like, well... Me and you, that'd be two. It's a couple. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. You didn't have to tell everybody. Okay, sorry. So, yeah, it's good. Feeling good. So, what else you get to this week? Uh, so, I was happy to see the return of Saga number 49. So, Saga comes back, uh, issue 49. Picks. I actually had to go back. So, I was about to say, sort of, I mean, it picks. It does pick up where it left off, but I sort of forgot where it left off. It, it feels like it's been longer than a month or so. So I went back and read the issue prior just to remember sort of what we had. Um, the first page of this one is, uh, quite the opener. Um, you get, uh, some nice, uh, penis in your face pretty much. Why uh, do we always have dick in this book? <laughs> this is book, so much. And this book leaves nothing and leaves no stone unturned here. Um, I mean, I mean, seriously, I would go on record to say I've never seen more dick in my life than in this book. Yep, it's something. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get to catch up with uh, the whole fam. Uh, you know where they left off of of fleeing everywhere. Um, yeah, I mean, just a, a continuation of a great story that you know I can't imagine is ending anytime soon. So you know, happy to still be along for the ride. Got some a good scene with uh, Goose this issue. I, I can pronounce it Goose. I know it's Gus, Goose. I know you're a fan. Yeah. Um, you know, love that little guy. And he had a great little scene. And uh, I was happy to see him back and there's just the whole gang back. Yep. Uh, what was the reveal? of? Oh, yeah. There's a reveal that, that uh, I guess, Prince Robot and his uh, concubine, he might be trying to get it sort of a let's escape this whole thing That's by way true. of – So, Yeah. I wish I knew where this book was ultimately going to end up because, I mean, if you think about where we started, I mean, there's no way a new reader could get into this 
No. It is a dense, dense read. And as somebody that's met Brian K. Vaughn, thank you very much. Uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what he's got planned. I really don't. But you know, it, it is one of the best books out there. But you know, you mentioned before when you start a new issue, I want to say if it's been thirty days or thirty weeks, I have no idea where we are. I really don't. Because there's so much going on. There's a lot going on. But mm, that, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. So you read the Terrifics. That I did. Terrifics number one. Um, Jeff Lemire. Pencils by Ivan Rice at DC Comics. Uh, I was way lost in this book. These are obviously characters that I think probably not a lot of people know that well. Um, I certainly knew little about. I knew they're, they've got... You know, it, it's sort of a Fantastic Four vibe in the DC world. I, I gave it a go because it was a new thing and Jeff Lemire writing it. It seems cool. It, it would probably help if I knew a little more about what was actually happening and who all these characters were. Um, a good story put together. I mean, I can tell it's well done. It, it's, you know, the the art is fantastic. Uh, I mean, the story was enough for me to follow this issue singularity, but singularly, but I, I the grand scheme of what's happening here. And, you know, I know very little of the backstories of some of these characters. So I, you know, I'm wrong, I'm probably the wrong person to judge it. I, there's no way I get the full grasp of it. Um, but it, it seems cool. And I imagine if you're a DC fan and know a lot about all their universes and what's going on in the dark metal verse right now, um, you know, you're probably into this and there's probably no better person writing it than Lemire. I also read this actually, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And I likewise didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Just long for the ride for this issue. Well, I, I got to tell you, man, I realize we don't know these characters, but I didn't feel like it was very good. I'm sorry. I just felt like it was – and why I do this, if you could give the old comic book roundup a review of this, because I I don't think regardless of your connections to Mr. Plastic or, or, or any of that stuff, it was like – it felt rushed. It felt what's going on. I didn't feel. I just. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't care for the art either. And I went into it thinking like, well, you know what? I like Jeff Lemire. This could be something kind of interesting and curious. And I walked away being like, well, like, well, that's over. That's that's how I felt. I didn't. I, I didn't. I did, there's no way I would continue with this book in any way. And I feel like there would be other books. Marvel or otherwise that would do a little more fan service by way of new people where I just didn't know what the hell was going on whatsoever. Not even like, like page one with a lot of pros being like in the year 2017, this all happened. Nothing. So we've got, it's got an 8.0 critic rating, 8.6 user rating. So people are fans of these characters. Just not me and you is what we're trying to find. So, I mean, there's some, I'm just trying to read some of like the, a good review and a bad review. So one of the bad reviews says, I'm not confident that the, the terrifics will last. It's a book spinning out of an event and living in the shadow of a better known concept at another company. Which is Which probably is what? fair to say. Fantastic four. I don't get that. Well, I mean, they've got the, the floating body clearly looks like Galactus. You've got the plastic man. Okay. Sh- All right. Stretching out. And the, the girl comes along. Like, I mean, the characters sort of, Resemble a little bit, don't you think? Okay, okay, all right. You're, you're backing me to a corner here. <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, either way, either way, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna read anymore. I mean, I'll read the reviews when it comes through my feed reader and see what people are saying and, and what's happening. But I doubt I will continue to read. 
Okay. Well, me, uh, not me either. So. Okay. Uh, the last thing I got to was Teen Titans number seventeen. Uh, mainly just keeping up with this to see how everything shakes out with the new DC stuff with, you know, Damien and and Superboy maybe ending still continuing in some other fashion. You know, not sure what's going to happen to Damien in this Teen Titans book. Uh, this one was mostly about. It looks like this one and the next issue will be mostly about Beast Boy. Um, so it is what it is. I, I don't want to do the same complaints about this book. It's if you like the Teen Titans, you're you're probably loving this book. I always like Beast Boy. Well, you should buy Teen Titans number 17 and 18. Well, but I don't know enough beyond that, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, won't, I won't do it. You can't make me. All right, All right. so I, uh, let me see. What did I do this week? So I uh, continued on with that book called Redneck, which I – that's another Johnny Cates book. How could he have the time? But it's good. Uh, this is evolving sort of a deep southern vampire. Not true blood, but you get the idea. I, 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 I've I, every time I think I'm almost done with this book, they come back with a strong issue, and I'm, I'm still in it. So I, I did enjoy this. And then um, the only other thing, and it's I think fairly impressive, is Civil War II has been put onto Comicsology Unlimited. Did you see this? I did not. So that is there now, and I've been waiting for them to put this on there. So I have been hard charging through it. I mean, I know basically what happened in the series and and all that good stuff, but. Um, I didn't want to buy it, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's great. Again, this is involving the idea of if you knew – almost like um, Minority Report where just because we think we know what the future is going to be, does that give us the right to intervene before it happens? That's the crux of this, and a lot goes into it, and people die and get hurt, and you know, the Inhumans unfortunately are also at the crux of this. This is before people realized it wasn't worth investing in them anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, so I, I'm reading that. That that's all I really got to, other than what we've already discussed. Sorry, that's fair enough. Okay, there was a lot of big news this week, though. Okay, lay it on. We started off uh, first and foremost um, by way of a Twitter conversation between Robert Downey Jr. and Marvel. Uh, Marvel Studios announced that it was moving up the global release of Avengers Infinity War from May 4th to April 27th. I'm okay with that. This is big news. We get a whole week? That's the week I'm going to be in New York City, buddy. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) It hadn't dawned on you yet? No. Well, because you've been discussing coming here since, like, God left Chicago. So what the hell do I know? the time it's actually happened, and now it's meant to be. Wow, dude. So that's good. I'm excited. It all comes together. Yeah. Now, are we are we getting a third ticket for our other friend? Uh, yes, probably. Okay, that'll be fun. So you want to see it in New York or in like... I don't where know, I... wherever. Yeah. And you, you, can, you, can actually reserve seat. <laughs> you can actually reserve seats at these theaters, you know. Do you guys have that in Florida? Uh, we actually... do now, yes. Tinseltown is completely revamped. Luxury so. recliners, reserve the seats, come whenever. It's great. I'm excited. It's really good stuff. Yeah, so Infinity War, April 27th, one week closer. Everyone in the world is excited. Yeah, like for us singing it together? Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, a, a quick bit of news on, on Nick Spencer. So I was perusing Instagram sometime last week, and I followed Joe Isma, and he had... Uh, I think it was maybe a picture with, with uh, something about morning glories that, that he had been talking about. Uh, and somebody left a comment about, you know, waiting for that to continue, uh, which has probably been, my God, pushing two years now, maybe. Um, and he actually re- replied to the comment and said, you know, it's not, 
you know, he's not the holdup essentially. Um, so obviously Nick Spencer's got things going on, but the, this made me think like what I remember him doing some of the Captain America stuff. I, you know, we don't read any of the Marvel books that he has going on. Uh, but I did see that it was confirmed that he is doing Amazing Spider-Man number one with this refresh. So, uh, Morning Glories fans, you probably, we probably aren't going to see it. I wonder if ever again, honestly. It's like so, and if when it would come back, and and I really enjoyed the, really enjoyed that book. I loved, you know, diving into the intricacies of it. Uh, but at this point, like if that thing came back now, and it's been two years, I'm not going back and rereading all those fifty issues and figuring out what the hell was going on again. What was going on? Cause I, they, <laughs> um, without throwing anybody under the bus, my subscription at the physical comic book store inexplicably vanished. So I, when they stopped fulfilling my order, I just stopped caring. What I happened? don't know, man. Uh, it's been so long. Like uh, they, they had actually like answered some questions and, you know, but at the same time introduced some more like they always do. And, and you felt like it was finally turning a corner and they did like a big thing of the 50th, 50th issue. And, you know, we're going to call this season one and launch a whole thing. Cause remember we talked to Isma and he made it seem like, you know, this, it was all raring and ready to go and whatnot. But, you know, Nick Spencer became the Marvel darling for a little while and we haven't seen a thing. Well, a I'm shame. sorry. Okay. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> So Brian K. Vaughn is reportedly writing a Silver Surfer movie for Fox, which I don't understand because what? didn't Disney just buy like all the stuff? I saw some more – not so much this, but news – I don't know why I said it so aggressively – that uh, that Fox is really going to keep making these things until the absolute last second. That they're going to they're going to make them until you know Disney says stop it because as of right now, it's all still kind of in the air, right? So yeah. weird, very weird, and also so Fox has Fox has got their X Men stuff going, Deadpool two, uh, still talk of the X Force stuff, the, this Kitty Pride solo film, um, now this Silver Surfer thing with BKV. Well, it's also weird that they keep involving um, people like Brian K Vaughn and Brian Michael Bendis, not in the Dis- in the Disney ones, in the other ones. Yeah, don't you think? Uh, yeah. Apparently they don't. They don't mean they don't need the help in the MCU. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right, right. All right. I'm sure. <laughs> so you saw this. Kevin Smith suffers a massive heart attack. Now he had like one of the works you can have. There's a, there's an artery in your heart called the Widowmaker. It's like one of the most important ones. And he had like almost a complete blockage. He was doing two shows back to back, and opted to not do the second one. He could have fucking died if he had not gone to the hospital. That's insane. Yeah, he probably probably would have died. Um, but you know, the the update that I threw in here is that he is, you know, doing well. I mean, he's doing the thing. He's home again. Um, he's alert to say the least. You know, thanks for all the kind words, blah blah blah. So, he's getting more blood flow and oxygen and uh he looks like he's going to continue on. That's just kind of crazy. Yeah, listen, go uh Go get checked up at your doctors and uh, keep an eye on your body and whereabouts because I, I mean, shit like this happens all the time. I mean, even I worry about my own health, and I'm Reg- healthy. Regardless of your peak physical condition, anything can happen. Like mine or other people's. I was referring to you, yeah. Thank you for that peak <laughs> physical stuff. I try, to, I try to keep things in check. I mean, my God, it's baby uh, yeah. season. So fresh off the news of Infinity War being moved up, 
we were greeted uh, from Disney to the slate of movies, though untitled, that we've got uh, May and July of 2021 and November, February, May, and July of 2022. So six untitled Marvel films have already been got their tentpole dates ready to go. I assume a lot of these will be of the sequel variety. Um, Captain Marvel does well. You probably have a Captain Marvel 2. I'm sure there's a Black Panther 2. Um, I don't know. Beyond, beyond that. But yeah. So these are going to continue on forever. Well, this was speculated. Uh, I guess CBR published an article today, if not an hour or two ago, about what they could be. And there's a whole like beyond like as you – wisely point out sequels i mean come on give me a break but then things like could there be a fantastic four reboot in there could there be a x-men related thing in there we don't know not if fox gets to it first well i mean let's just make it happen dude. <laughs> i mean look hugh jackman's gonna be in his 60s before long i made that up i don't know how old he is it would be great to see him actually in a movie with you know robert downey jr and the others before all of them are too old to be in a movie together. So to me, it's it's not just it's not just the characters; it's the actors who have really made these characters so iconic to a broader audience. I'd like to see it happen. That's cosine. Everyone would love to see that. So you know, I'm, I'm still kind of bummed that they couldn't make you know Tobey Maguire or the other one, the other Spider Man. I forgot his name in real Andrew life. Garfield. Yes, <laughs> uh, make make that happen. It, you know, I realize that Spider Man's doing it, but like. It's not the one that we that we supported all those years. <laughs> I don't really. I mean, come on. I, I don't want to be too romantic over it, but you get the idea. Yeah, I get no, it. It's bigger. I, than I that. choose to believe uh, at the end of this episode that years from now we will see Robert Downey Jr. and Hugh Jackman in a movie together, even if it's some sort of. They, Mar- DC and Disney. I mean, not DC. Fox and Disney finally come together. And if their characters have long since been replaced, they have some sort of cameo on the screen. There, it's going to be some service to fans. You know, Disney has been known to do that and, and be very good at throwing these types of little teasers and Easter eggs and whatnot in there. We will see the two of them in a scene together, some way, somehow, in a Marvel movie. Bang! Well, we can only hope. Until next week. Oh. Oh, sorry. This one more thing I have to drop. I have to drop in here. I'm sorry to, because we were almost done. So, have you heard about the stuff with Stan Lee? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Stan Lee was ill recently, and then it came out that he had pneumonia, and now he's off the grid. And various comic book creators, including most famously now uh, J. Scott Campbell and Neil Adams, have said basically like something's up. People can't get to him. This is kind of strange. It's got Casey Kasem vibes all over it that maybe like something's more serious than we don't know about. And no one's uh, saying anything. Great. So I hate to end this on a low note. Do you have any good news? Uh, <laughs> Infinity War got moved up and we're going to see it together? Yeah, buddy. That's going to be fucking great. I'm serious. Well, we're going to have to uh, – you're going to have to uh, get yourself caught up before then. You have to do your due diligence. I will, because the last thing I want to hear is your bullcrap. All right, fine. Sorry Andy for censoring myself. <laughs> I assume they've already filmed Stan Lee's cameo in that, so it's all good. 
I'm sure he has filmed like dozens of them. <laughs> I mean, like we're we're gonna get Stanley cameos in perpetuity. Like we're we'll be fine there. <laughs> it's gonna be him, Hugh Jackman, and Rob Downey Jr. hanging out in an end credit scene of yeah. Avengers Ten. Yeah, and stasis. Just <laughs> just crack open the old uh, you know uh, whatever chamber and let him out. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Well, whatever. Till next week. For real this time. TooMinyComics.com. Bye forever.